الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعض فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبلنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم I was sitting with a brother a few days or maybe weeks ago, and uh, he made a comment. And uh, the comment struck me, but even more so, uh, I would say the comment struck me not because uh, necessarily because he made it, but because I've heard it repeated on more than one occasion. And... Um, I started thinking about that comment, and I thought that uh, it's something that definitely needs to be clarified. And I had discussed this topic previously, you know, maybe in the last few weeks we, we kind of touched on it, but I just wanted to make it even more clear um, by referencing it today. And basically the comment was that... Um, the person said to me that, you know, I've done really little. This, this is the person speaking. They said, uh, you know, I just haven't done much. I did very little and I'm not able to do very much and I haven't been able to contribute very much. And, um, you know, I mean, several comments were made, but basically this was a conversation, and in this conversation, this individual was was speaking like this for a portion of the conversation, not for the whole conversation. And, you know, we talked about this comment that, you know, the person made, and I discussed this with them at that time, but this is something that I had heard not only in that one discussion, but I've heard many, many times. For example, in particular, I'll just give you another example. Um... Uh, you know, as you're aware, we're in the process of, of putting together this building of ours. And um, we haven't have done, you know, a, a tremendous amount of fundraising. We did a tremendous amount of fundraising, but we did it in a very short period of time. So as you're aware, you know, we did fundraising, Ramadan, Ramadan, and then, you know, a Ramadan, a break, and then another Ramadan, and then there was like a brick drive in between. So one of the most common comments that I would get from people as we were doing the fundraising was how bad they felt that they weren't able to contribute more. I'll tell you that that was actually the most common comment that I got. Most of the time when people fundraise, the, the difficulty is that you go to people and you ask them to give and then they don't, they don't, they're upset that you came or they want to get you out of their house as fast as possible or, you know, that's just the standard. It's the nature of, of fundraising. It, it, you put yourself, you put yourself out there, you put your heart out there, you put your dreams and aspirations out there, you put your <clears throat> belief out there that I think that this is a good thing for the community, but then it opens your, it opens you up to a lot of criticism as well. 
And I would say that one of the most unique aspects of this fundraising drive, and there were many unique aspects of the fundraising drive, but one of the unique aspects of the fundraising drive was that we had the opposite problem. We had the opposite problem. People would be complaining and worrying that they weren't able to give more. This was a common theme. People would say to me, oh, you know, I, I wish I could give more. I wish I could give this. I wish I could give that. I'm not, I, don't, I haven't done anything. I haven't contributed anything. I, I wish I could do this. To, to some extent that people were say to me, I remember like almost towards the end of the fundraising drive, you know, one brother I was talking to was like, I wish I could just sell my house and give it to you. You know, give it not to me, to the project. <laughs> so um, why I mention this is because you know, this is a sign of the sincerity of the people involved and all of the effort that everyone here has made, um, that they see themselves as having done less than what they did. That's actually an important, it's an important feature of, of excellence. That an individual sees themselves as having done less than what they did. So this is sort of one angle of this. And I've shared this story with you before. I was once sitting with the dean of uh, of the University of Chicago Biological Sciences Division, not this current dean, a previous dean, many years ago when I was a medical student, and he said to me, he said something to us as a class. I happened to pick up on it because I was thinking about it from a Tassawa perspective. But he he said something to us as a class, and he basically said, you know, one of the I love being here. He, he's talking. He's talking about how he loves being the boss of all these individuals that he he oversees. He said, I love being here. And he said, I love being here because everyone always thinks they can do more. No one's ever happy with what they've achieved. They always think they can do more. And then he said, the example of this is that when I call people into my office to congratulate them about some achievement, they always wonder what trouble they're in. So think about this. This guy won some big prize. Okay, this, this individual, this scientist, won some big prize, discovered some big thing, published some big... Uh, concept in a journal, you know, decades of work, excellence, and you call them into your office to congratulate them, and when before you can even start, they put their head down and they say, am I in trouble? That's a sign of excellence. That's a, that's a sign that the person doesn't see what they've done, but they see what they weren't able to do. That there's, That's a very special state. And this this doesn't only arise in the concept of fundraising or any or, or you know it, uh, by itself it, it it applies to everything that we do so it's common and it's a, it's a good thing i'm not saying it's a bad thing it's a good thing that we often see ourselves as having done less than what we've what we what, what we've actually done but what i want to add here is that we have to be careful that we don't take it to the extreme that it causes us to, um, to, to be discouraged about what we can do. It shouldn't be that it paralyzes us. And I'm not saying it's paralyzed anybody, but I'm just highlighting this important aspect that it should never be that it paralyzes us from doing more good. Because that's from shaitan, right? If, if a person's doing something good and shaitan keeps telling them, you haven't done enough, you haven't done enough, you have, look, I mean, if you have a child, forget about this shaitan example for a minute, if you have a child and you keep telling them you haven't done enough, you haven't done enough, you haven't done enough, you haven't done enough, then they eventually believe that they can never do it. And that's not a good thing because once a child becomes, it becomes set in a child's mind that they can never be great or they can never achieve anything or they can never excel, then they will never excel. You'll never create that opportunity. So one of the things that shaitan does in order to 
isolate and alienate an individual is to make them feel like they've never done anything and that they can't do anything or that they're not good enough to do that thing or they're not good enough to be with the people that are doing that thing. So this is the, the, the thing that we have, this is what we have to be aware of and this is what we have to seek protection from. Now, what I wanted, what I wanted to highlight is that every person makes a contribution to whatever they contribute themselves towards. It's a little funny statement. Every person makes a contribution to whatever they commit themselves towards. And that contribution is no less or no more than any other person's contribution. Because what happens is everything gets summated. And as it gets summated, there's a multiplier effect. And all of that produces something which then is a group effort. It's not a single person's effort. So, for example, you know, in recently in this, as I gave the example of this fundraising drive, you know, for example, in this fundraising drive, everybody contributed a different amount. I bet you there's nobody in this room who didn't contribute the same amount as the other person. But those contributions were twofold. One contribution was a physical contribution. People gave a $5 or a dollar or $10 or $50,000 or $500,000, whatever that number might be. But there was also another contribution that everybody made. And that contribution was that each person gave their heart and gave their intention and gave their love. And that was equal amongst everybody. And that actually was the more important contribution than the actual number that the individual gave. And that's what allows a project or any effort to succeed. I'll give you an example. There's an incident at the time of Rasulullah in which one companion came. There was an there effort to raise some funds for, some, for something. And one companion came and gave a small amount. Whatever, that was what the person could give. So the person came and gave a small amount. The next individual came and gave a very big amount. Now, Rasulullah sallallahu in analyzing this, mentioned the following. That the big came because of the small. The big came because of the small. What does that mean? The person who gave the small amount came with such love, such sincerity, such desire, such heart, that when they gave that small amount, it inspired, by the grace of Allah, for the other person to come and give the big amount. The barakah, why don't we say this? The barakah of the small brought the barakah of the big. So what happened? What's being highlighted here is that Maybe it doesn't necessarily matter what the amount was. Maybe it really matters what's the heart behind that amount. And when the heart's given and the love's given and the commitment's given, then that small amount actually takes care of all the other issues because it, the barakah of that eventually fulfills what externally appears to be the necessity. Does that make sense? So what does that mean? It means that it doesn't matter what number people contribute. That's not what this is about. It's all about the heart that people give, the love that people give, the commitment that people give, the du'as that people give. 
Because in the end, du'a is just a statement of the heart, if, 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 highlighting what's present in a person's heart. And when people bring that, it results in a great success for everybody involved. And that's the barakah of the effort. Uh, a few weeks back, I was actually, didn't even think about this until Ali sat down. Now he's going to wonder what I'm going to say about Ali. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, a few weeks back, we, we, uh, Ali said, you know, we have to go to the bank. We have to make sure that all these funds are distributed appropriately so that the funds that are for the project are for the project and the funds that are for the learning program are for the learning program, et cetera. So uh, Ali said, Look, we have, can you come to the bank with me? So uh, we went to the bank and we had to meet now because, you know, we have like, a, you know, Who's, who builds a whole building on cash? Nobody builds a building on cash like that. And so, you know, they see the number that's in the account and what we're doing and how much money's coming in and out. And so they say that we go there the first day. They say, no, 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 I can't talk to you. The guy, the guy is sitting there. He says, I can't talk to you. I'm like, well, we came all the way. You know, I'm like, you can't talk to us. It's like, no, you have to talk to this special high-end business banker, whatever, you know, like, it's something special. So we say, okay, you know, when can we have an appointment? So they have to look at the calendar and call up this person because they are apparently important enough to be at multiple different places at multiple different times. Finally, they give us an appointment. I don't remember, next day or whatever it was. So we're sitting there. The next day, you know, now they're both there because this is like, you know, some important meeting. So now that first guy is there and then he's got the president or whatever her title was. You know, she's also sitting there. And they're looking at the accounts, you know, and they're, they're wondering, like, you know, so is this how much, you know, you're regularly going to be doing every year? <laughs> no. So where did this money come from? Oh, these are donations. These are contributions. But these are kind of high numbers, and the rate's so rapid, and you've got these months where you just kind of shoot through the roof, and these are contributions? And we said, yeah, 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 these are contributions. And the, the, they're like, so which kind of people are contributing, you know? They, it, at the end, I mean, basically, I don't know, Ali can quote it better than I probably because I, you know, but, you know, they were just completely blown away. They were completely blown away that there could be this type of effort that a, that a group could be able to produce that kind of funds that quickly. And I, I would, I, I mean, they must see it more than I do. This is their full-time job. I'm just walking in there for a day, you know, they're handing lollipops to us. This is their full-time job. They're seeing all the accounts. They're dealing with all the customers. They're, you know, they've got some sort of, some sort of uh, background in this. But they were impressed the way they were talking. I don't know. Maybe they were just being nice. But they, they were. It seemed from their faces. I mean, in the conversation, that they were particularly impressed. But really, what it was is that, again, the the baraka of it wasn't the numbers. The baraka of it was the heart and the love and the du'a that people contributed. Now, I mean, I'm giving you one example. And, you know, one day we'll have a really detailed conversation because, honestly, we I can't even talk about some of the other things right now because they're just in process. But I, I wish we could have a real detailed conversation about, you know, all the all the, all these different angles to this, to that, at least the project aspect. But one day we will sit down eventually and we'll have that conversation. But my point right now is that... Every person contributes to, to, to an effort by their intention and by their du'a and by their love and by their hope. And every person's contribution is the same. And that's what makes, that's what makes something special. You know, for example, 
as you're aware. And how many times have we discussed this in the past? When a group of people get together, and they get together for the sake of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are angels that stack up on that gathering. There are angels that, that you know, seek out that type of gathering. And they stack up on that gathering. And they eventually deliver the message to Allah that this group of people has gathered together only for the sake of your remembrance. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, you know, be my witness, I've forgiven all of them. And then the angels mentioned that there's somebody randomly sat down, didn't even know what was going on. Okay, they're forgiven too. But how does that occur? Fine, that's an amazing thing. SubhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives a whole group of people that just sit together in order to remember him. But remember that that's predicated on what? It's predicated on a bunch of people sitting together. And that bunch of people sitting together means that everybody brought a peace. Everybody brought a peace to that gathering. It's not that the person speaking did everything, or the person listening did everything, or the person who sets up the location or the masjid did everything. Every person brings a peace. There is somebody who comes here and cleans up the masjid and makes it comfortable for everybody to sit here. They have a piece of that. There are people who come here from very far away and they spend their you know, Friday night driving through traffic to eventually get here. They have a big piece of that. Every person makes a contribution to that gathering and it's the intensity of that desire and contribution that results in the barakah of the entire gathering. And that has to be absolutely clear. That has to be absolutely clear. Everyone should recognize that there is no difference. And I will tell you, even the sinner that walks into this gathering, even the sinner that walks into this gathering has contributed as well because they brought their, uh, their humble humbleness, their humility, their desire to be forgiven. And maybe that's the thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks upon that day and forgives the whole gathering because of it. Every person, every person in this room makes a contribution. And no one should ever think that I didn't contribute and everybody's doing so much and I'm not doing enough. Any person who brings their heart, they contribute that to the gathering and they benefit every person around them and all the other people from the outside of this gathering that also benefit. That's just the nature of these gatherings. And, and we should be appreciative of it and we should be thankful for it and we should be happy about it because it's not common, especially in this day and age and especially in this time, to have a bunch of people gather together with the same intention, with the same goal, with the same aspiration, which is what, when again, when those intentions are unified, that's what then creates and effectuates an opportunity for people to change. I have no doubt, I, I, you know, like I said, one day I'm going to have an opportunity, inshallah, to sit down and tell the whole story of the building. You know, and I'm going back to the building for a minute. To tell the whole story of the beginning from the beginning and to the end and the things that were not seen. You know, everybody has a piece, right? I mean, the brother who's involved in collecting the funds and putting it all together and wrapping it all up and presenting it, they have a piece, Another brother who went on a trip, who, who drove with us to one place to, to raise funds, has that piece. Another brother who went and was involved in setting up the internet site has a piece of the story. But all that hasn't yet been summated. One day, one day that'll be summated and people will hear the whole story. And then there'll be all these interesting angles to that. But what is that? That is not uh, because of one person or one individual or somebody did a really great thing on the internet or somebody did a really great thing, thing through their email or whatever. It's a, it's a piece of everybody. It's a piece of every person who has an opportunity to be a part of it. So we have something, we, we should be extremely grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
that we're able to achieve this. And th- what happens is now this is becomes like a nexus, right? All these people come together and they form this, this node of, of, of Baraka. And then what happens is within that, that, you know, creates light and, and shines and emanates. And then it, it inspires a whole nother nexus or node in another place and a whole nother node in another place. Like, you know, we, we are thriving off the Baraka of the people that came before us. They were pious people that came. They established uh, madaris of memorization of Quran and madaris of deen and they established masajid and these are the forefathers that came before us you know in the Chicagoland area and we are thriving off them they got together they had sincerity they had love they had a desire to to raise Allah's name and to establish his great deen and they then created this 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 baraka and then from that energy grew and another group established chair and another group established chair. I mean, you don't just have whatever the hundred masajid or that are plus that are present in Chicago from nothing. It all came from something. So we should recognize that every person in this room makes a contribution. Every person in this room makes a contribution. Some Someday somebody comes with a real problem and they come with hope. And because of that hope, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates barakah in the gathering. Another day, somebody comes from a particularly far distance and they have a desire to benefit. And I'm telling you, it, 95% because that person is sitting there and has that desire to benefit, the whole gathering takes benefit. Another day, a person comes with their sins. And they come so disgusted and hopeful. They come disgusted with their sins and hopeful that they can be forgiven. That because of them, Allah puts barakah in the gathering and everybody benefits. Everybody's contributing. And we're all dependents. That's the nature of this game. We can't change that. There's no one person. There's no three people. There's no ten people. There's no this group of people is super pious and we're all sort of benefiting from them. We're all benefiting from one another. And we can't change it because that's the way the paradigm is set up. Every person brings an intention. Every person brings a country. Everybody brings a, a desire in their heart. Everybody brings a love for deen. Everybody brings a love for Allah. And all of that, that flame, that's what comes together and creates that fire. And that's that fire that then creates that warmth. And it's that warmth that allows us to gain some peace and hopefully be able to attract others to that warmth who are also looking for something like that. So we have to be very clear, and, I, and, I, and this is such a common statement that I get. But remember that there's always two components to anything. There's a physical component and there's a spiritual component. The physical component will differ. Somebody will contribute their intellect. Somebody else will contribute their strength. Somebody else will contribute their funds. Somebody else will contribute their wisdom. Somebody else will contribute their strategy. Somebody else will contribute their... Um, you know, mobile apps, whatever it might be, that will always vary because Allah has created us as varying individuals and each person has a different ability and each person has a different skill set. And we that's, that's the nature of human beings. But what doesn't vary is the more important contribution. And it's not the physical contribution. It's the spiritual contribution. That spiritual contribution is consistent amongst everybody in the room doesn't matter what their background is. Everybody brings a love for Allah. Everybody brings a desire to reach Him. Everybody brings a love for humanity. Everybody brings a need. And when that summates, that is actually 99.9% of the gathering. That is the gathering. 
That is the gathering. That's what it means that when a bunch of people get together, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives the gathering. It's not because a bunch of people brought their skills. It's because a bunch of people brought their hearts. And they had hope, and they had love, and they had a desire. And that is then what creates a jama'ah. That's what creates a gathering. And by the way, that jama'ah is not necessarily you know, restricted to time and place. I will tell you right now, there are people who are not sitting in this room, but because they just wish they could be here, Allah puts barakah in the gathering. There are people, I know people, they're far away. They can't, they would have to fly here by plane to get here, but they just wish they could be here. Just that mere wish to be here, we all benefit from that. Now you would say, what kind of contribution is that? That's one of the most important types of contributions that a person can make. That, and we all, we all gain from that. There are people, and, and not, that, that's, a, that's an example of distance, right? But I will just tell you that even time is not a restrictive factor. Because what happens is, like I said earlier, we have this group that comes together for the sake of, of a greater purpose and allows us to be something more than what we could be by ourselves. It's very important. It allows us to be something more than we could ever be by ourselves. But not only does it connect us, you know, in and of ourselves in this space and time in which we exist, but it connects us to something far greater. Because what it does is it creates a jama' or a group of people seeking Allah, which then connects to the people that came before them and the people that came before them. What does it mean when it says, when, when Rasulullah says that, you know, the individual will be, will be with whom they love. So what happens? I mean, I bump into an individual, uh, they're, they're a person of deen, they're connected to Allah, and I fall in love with them. I fall in love with my teacher. <clears throat> now, what does that mean? That means that my heart has been committed. Now, what does that, but, but, what, so it has an effect. It has an effect on me, it has an effect on the teacher, it has an effect on, effect on the gathering. But beyond that, there's another whole step. Which is that then the heart of the teacher is connected to their teacher. And the heart of that teacher is connected to their teacher or their father or their pious person or whatever it might be. And that becomes what? That becomes a chain. And that chain goes back to whom? To Rasulullah Now, we have a term for that, you know, in the science of the soul. We call that the silsala because silsala just means chain. So that creates a chain and that chain then creates a whole nother layer of benefit. But where, well, but where did that come from? That all came from intention. It all came from where a person's heart was connected. And that results in tremendous benefit to the individual. Because, fine, if I love my teacher and my teacher loves their teacher and their teacher loves their teacher and their teacher loves their teacher, eventually it goes back to some tabi'i who goes back to some sahaba who goes back to some, to, goes back to Rasulullah So that becomes a chain. And that chain is what we call the silsila. So, again, I mean, I started on this and I'm going to end with this, and that is that we each have a contribution to make. And everybody's equal in that contribution. Yes, there's a physical contribution and that will vary, but that's minimal compared to the importance of the contribution of the heart. And I can tell you, you know, the, how many people have told me at so many places at so many times who have nothing to do with what, what we necessarily do, how impressed they were about 
you know, the way in which, for example, in the case of the fundraising, but in many other things, but in the way, just as an example, since we started with that, the way in which the fundraising drive occurred. Many, many, many people talk, talk to me about it from so many different angles. But where did that come from? That came not because, again, people gave any kind of amount, but it came because everybody gave their heart. And when people give their heart, Allah gives them something very special. And yes, there's struggle. I'm not saying there isn't struggle. I'm not saying it just comes all of a sudden. There was a lot of struggle. I recognize that. There was a lot of effort. There was a lot of du'a. There were a lot of tears. I saw them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eventually opened the door. And when Allah, when Allah opens the door, it just, I, I, those words I can't describe. But why did it happen? It happened because everybody's du'a, everybody's love, everybody's sincerity. It just became more and more and more and more and more. And how many conversations we had, I can just tell you internally, how many conversations we had, we've pushed too much, we pushed too much, I think we need to stop, we pushed too much, I think we need to stop. And we just, you know, again, people kept pushing and the next person would step in and then a new person would step in and then a new person would step in until we eventually, Allah opened the door and it was like a flood at the end. And again, you know, we'll talk about that another day, inshallah. But, Nobody in this room should ever think that they didn't make a contribution. Nobody in this room should ever think that they didn't make a contribution to anything that we do. By the way, to anything that we do. I'm not specifying a building. To anything that we do, whether that be at the kaf or the general benefit that the community takes or et cetera, et cetera. Everybody makes a contribution. Everyone should be hopeful about that contribution. Everyone should should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that contribution. And no one should ever look down upon that because that becomes dangerous. And that then allows shaitan to come in and to disconnect an individual. And that then becomes a major problem. We ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who are able to contribute to his deen. We ask that he keep, ask, we ask that he keep our hearts connected to him. And we ask that he grant us the resources so that we're able to serve him. وآخر التعوانة أن الحمد لله رب العالمين